Welcome to The Anchor. Please join us for the next 15 minutes as people from our region share their stories of hope and overcoming life's difficulties. Thank you for listening in today with us on The Anchor. I'm Rhonda Hardy. I'm here with my co-host, Deb Hickey. And today we want to just continue on a series of programs that we've been doing concerning hope for our nation. You know, we all know we're in a very pivotal place right now. We're in a crossroads time, a place of making a true, awesome decision to turn the situations that's going on in our nation, Debbie. And we both know that a lot of it has to do with not just us, but the next generation. And yeah, I know you've got some things that you want to share about that. And so go right ahead. Um, I agree, Rhonda, and I, I welcome the people who are listening today, and, and um, you know, we have to take action. We just have to. And as an educated person, we have to vote uh, our conscience. And during this election, the platforms of each candidate will take our country on totally different paths. And it's best not to really concentrate on personalities, but concentrate on the issues like abortion and about religious freedoms. Because one candidate is willing to allow abortion to take place up to the day before the child is born. Mm -hmm. And in our hearts, that's murder. Mm -hmm. That's absolute murder. Yes, it is. And we have a law in place that if I would be shot and be pregnant and kill both myself and the baby inside of me, Mm -hmm. you would be tried for two murders. Yes. Mm -hmm. But yet we could kill a child, take it, abort it up to the day before its normal birth. That's not right. Oh, no. That is not right. And then one candidate also wants to come against religious freedom because they believe that Christianity is severely backwards and it needs to be changed. So ladies and gentlemen, we need to remember to vote our morals, our ethics. That's what's important right now. Look beyond the candidates because who we vote for, who our next president is, will have the ability to make the Supreme Court justices to put into place two, three, or maybe five, a point maybe up to five court Supreme Court justices. That's a big deal. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That is huge. Yes. If, if you don't know much about the Supreme Court, we've had it for 227 years. There can be uh, nine people on the Supreme Court. And it's a life, it's for life. Once you are on the Supreme Court, unless you decide to retire or you die, you can stay there. Mm -hmm. So we're talking, if you vote for a president, they might change, we might change presidencies every 48 years, but not the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. They will be there for maybe up to 40 years, especially if there's somebody in their 30s or the 40s. And we have one Supreme Court justice right now who's in his 90s. So whoever our president is for the next four to eight years, they could appoint two, three, maybe five. And that's going to affect my grandchildren. Yes, that's right. This is personal. Mm -hmm. This is very, very personal. So ladies and gentlemen, again, 
look beyond the personalities of our candidates, look at the issues, and let's vote for our morals and our ethics and our next generation. Mm-hmm. And that which is going to bring us back to our Constitution. Yes. And to the Bill of Rights and what we were founded upon. Exactly. And that's just exactly what you're saying. You know, and we've talked about how we were founded upon God's righteousness and his justice. And and here we are seeing, you know, legislation coming from our Supreme Court, which should never be. No, exactly. Legislation should not, they should not be the ones to call the shots. No. You know, and so we need to believe that we come back to our roots in yes. our nation. And who is the best candidate that's going to bring us close to that? Yes. I think there is a big... You can see it very clearly. I think the picture is pretty clear. Yes. You know, and again, we we aren't here to tell somebody who to vote for, but this is so crucial. This is so crucial. You know, Debbie said, you know, it's personal to her. It's personal for everyone out there. Exactly. We need to think that way. Look beyond. Look beyond, like she said, the person. Look into our future and the future of our children and where we are going as a nation. And we've talked about how God is a destiny for our nation. Amen. You know, we are the light. We have been the light of the world. We have, but we as Christians also are the light of the world and are the salt of the earth. And we of all people should come together in this. Yes. And vote for this that will cause our destiny to continue as a nation. Yes. And, you know, going back to the abortion again for just a second, you know, every day around 3,400 children are aborted every day. And out of that 3,400, 1,800 of them are black babies. Wow. African American. Mm -hmm. That is a genocide. That is not right. That's sickening. And, and who are we killing? Our future, our future. We're killing off our fu- future. Uh, we're killing off people like maybe b- the next Bill Gates, doctors, nurses, attorneys, musicians, dancers, scientists. We're killing them off. That's wrong. And that, and like Rhonda just said, this is the future, not only America, but our world. Yes. We, the world. Yeah. And the world is praying for America right now. Oh, all over. And it's just amazing. Yes. Yeah. Because they see what's happening. Yes. You know? And and uh, we've been a model in the past. We've been a model to the world. Yes. You know? And so if we're going to go the way of murdering, in, in the last, it's since Roe versus Wade, 54 million babies, you know, have, have been killed. And we, we don't look at it. It's not just... Um, the whole issue of the right of a woman it's the right of an innocent child exactly you know are we do we want that to be our label to be our model to go out to the world right like you said debbie it is murder and we need to call it as it is yes we need to call black black white white good good and evil evil Evil. yes and that is an evil thing yes yes it is yeah Exactly, Rhonda. Yes. So, but you know, there's hope. There's hope. Like Rhonda said, United States, getting back to our roots, righteousness and justice. That is the foundation of the United States. That's what it was founded on because it was founded on biblical principles. 
Righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. Loving kindness and truth go before him. Mm-hmm. How blessed are the people who know the joyful sound of the Lord. He walks, they walk in the light of his countenance. Mm-hmm. And if, when the righteous are in places of authority, that's right. the city's happy. Mm-hmm. The city abounds. Oh, yeah. And that's what we want our country to abound. Mm-hmm. We are one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. That's right. Yes. Yes. You know, you were just talking about the world, the world praying for us. Well, I just want to share something about a flag that has popped up. Yes. And it has been resurrected from back from the time of the Revolutionary War. This flag is being flown in the Himalayas. This flag is being flown all over the world, but God resurrected it from the United States. When we used it, we actually used it. I'm going to read here. It was one of the flags used during the American Revolution, the flag featuring a pine tree um, on the flag with the motto, an appeal to heaven. Yes. Or more usually, an appeal to heaven was used originally by a squadron of six cruisers commissioned under George Washington's authority as commander-in-chief of the Continental Army in October 1775. It was also used by Massachusetts State Navy vessels in addition to privateers sailing from Massachusetts. The Massachusetts General Court established the flag of the State Navy on July the 26, 1776. That the colors be a white flag with a green pine tree and an inscription, Appeal to Heaven. The phrase, Appeal to Heaven, is used multiple times by John Locke. And I'm going to read just a little bit about John Locke in a minute. But the phrase connotes that after all other alternatives of seeking justice have been exhausted. And I think that's where we're at in America right now. Yes. All other uh, alternatives have been exhausted. Only an appeal to heaven remains. Listeners, we need to appeal to heaven right now. We need to appeal to the mercy and the grace of God right now. You know, the Bible says mercy triumphs over judgment. None of us as Christians know that we deserved any kind of mercy. But heaven met earth and God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come down and show us mercy Yes. And save us while we were yet in our sins, it says, mm-hmm. he wanted to save us. And as we receive him and acknowledge him and receive that mercy, our lives are changed. Yes. And we are able to walk in his righteousness, what he calls his righteousness and justice, not our own. Amen. Believe me, it's not our own. <laughs> we can't do it. No. But you know what? America doesn't deserve God's mercy, just like we didn't deserve it. But we can cry out to him for mercy. Yes. He says we can. Yes. And in Deuteronomy 7, 9, it says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God. Yes. He is the only one true God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. You know what? It's everlasting. Just like that pine tree on that flag. Yes was to stand for everlasting. God is a God of covenant. We made a covenant with him when we came over. Amen. The pilgrims, when the pilgrims came over, we made a covenant with God that we would give this nation to him. Yes. 
And that, and we can go back on that and appeal to that. God, we made, an, we made a covenant with you as Americans, and we cry out to you for mercy right now. Yes. We appeal to you, Lord God, because there is no other place to turn but the mercy of God. Amen. Yes. And, you know, coming up here on November the 6th is the International Day of Prayer, when we're going to be appealing to heaven for the persecuted church across the world. Christians every day are facing persecution. If, if Ladies and gentlemen, unbelievable persecution, beheadings, burning down churches, burning people up in the churches, you know, placing children, killing children, placing children in jail. The church is horribly being persecuted in other countries. And we're slightly persecuted here, but nothing, nothing like other countries. So please remember to pray on Sunday for the persecuted church across this world. And as we appeal to heaven and we appeal for mercy, this morning as Rhonda and I were praying together early this morning, very early this morning, um, the Lord just showed me this flag. You can get this little, this flag, appeal to heaven flag mm -hmm. through Dutch Sheets is his name. We'll put that on our website, on our Facebook page. But we're getting ready for the Christmas season, you mm -hmm. know, and before Christmas is Thanksgiving. And when you said the pilgrims, we made a covenant with God. Mm -hmm. What's Thanksgiving all about? Yes. But thanking him mm -hmm. for giving us America, mm -hmm. for bringing us to America so mm -hmm. we could have freedom of religion. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to go through Thanksgiving and we're going to mm -hmm. thank the Lord for what he's given us. But then we're going to set up Christmas trees. Mm -hmm. And I just saw our Christmas trees, which is an evergreen which is mm -hmm. pointing to heaven yes. and it's light. We are the light of the earth. Yes. We are mm -hmm. the light. We are the salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. And can you see your Christmas tree all lit up and then get one of these flags and put it on your Christmas tree, mm -hmm. a little version of it. Yes. You know, you're appealing to heaven. And as people have appealed to heaven throughout the centuries, God came down mm -hmm. in Jesus Christ. Yes. And he's mm -hmm. coming again. Mm -hmm. He is coming again. Ladies and gentlemen, between now and when he returns again, what's America going to be like? Are we going to be a refugee? Are we going to be a place of safety mm -hmm. for our world? Yeah. Are we going to be a place that we can, we have soldiers who we can send across the world and stop out communism and socialism? Or are we going to become just like the world? That is what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. That is what we're looking at mm -hmm. on November the 8th. Yes. And you know, it doesn't end then. We just talked about this this That's morning right. too. It doesn't end yeah. on election day, man. We got to continue to pray, yes. pray, pray, pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, pray for the administration, pray for our world. You know, uh, we, we cannot stop. We need to pray. And so right now we're going to pray. Yes. We're going to join together and we're going to pray with you. Please join with us if you're in your car, if you're at home, wherever you are in your office. Let's pray together and let's appeal to heaven right now for the mercy and grace of God. Father, we come to you right now. And we thank you for your presence with us, Lord God. We pray that your presence is radiating out from this radio program in the name of Jesus. And we are shifting the atmosphere that we are in, in Jesus' name. 
Lord God, because of your presence, Father God. We thank you, Father, for mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness, Lord God. And Lord, we release mercy over this nation right now. We release the mercy of God, the mercy that we do not deserve. We cry out to you for the mercy, the promise that you gave us, Father God. The promise that you gave us that your covenant, the covenant that we, if we made a covenant with you and we did, Father, as as a country, Lord God, that your mercy would be with us for a thousand generations, Lord God, if we look to you, Father God. And there is a remnant of people, there is a people, Lord, that are crying out to see this mercy once again restored. Father, your righteousness and your justice restored to our nation, Father God, even in a greater way than it ever has been before, Lord God. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father God, for your will being done and your kingdom coming in the name of Jesus, in our Department of Justice, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the Supreme Court, in this election, in the name of Jesus, at the election polls, in the name of Jesus, Father God, for the next generation, Lord God, we pray that your will be done and your kingdom come, Father God, and we give you the praise and the glory and the honor, and we thank you, Father God, that you hear our prayers, Lord God, and as we look to you, Lord God, and we turn from our wicked ways and we humble ourselves, Lord God, you will forgive us. Yes. You promise that, Father God, and you will heal our land. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today on The Anchor. God bless. If you would like to know more about resources mentioned in this interview, possible ministry opportunities, or to tell your own story on The Anchor, Email us at anchoredintherock at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.